Alrighty. Yeah, let's do it more in the camera here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fandom Nights, where we break down pop culture one fandom at a time. My name's Dustin. Ah, they're still not here. Chris and Sherman aren't here this week. They had priorities that they needed to prioritize. So, welcome to the Fandom Nights coverage of Episode 3 of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Chris and Sherman, I hope you do, I do you proud. So, I'm going to first just kind of start off with some kind of just overview of some of the things that were in there. And then I want to go over some kind of uh, bigger questions, bigger kind of... Um, outside the story aspects of it, and then I'm going to go through it really quick. So I'll just kind of go over. Um, I just, wa- just want to say that Carly and the Flag Smashers uh, aren't really the clear-cut villains anymore, I don't think. Um, I'll get into that more. Um, Bucky suggested that he might take the mantle of Captain America if Sam won't, because he wants to destroy it, and Bucky thinks Walker isn't the Cap. Then we have an introduction to Madripoor. We'll get into that later. Power Broker. Um, I think we're going to maybe see some hinting at who this could be, maybe. Um, We find out that Carly Morgenthau stole the serum. And I want to say that, like with WandaVision, that this show is not cut and dry on what's what. They really keep you on your toes, and they really make you guess about who's the antagonist and, like, who's <laughs> essentially, like, who <laughs> is, like, running things. Because, as we know, Agatha was that. <laughs> it was Agatha all along. <laughs> like, so, it's the power broker all along. Like, you know, who knows who it is. So, uh, I'm excited to find out who it is. Some bigger questions I want to... F- uh, just say that I think it's how important it is um, to have a symbol. I think that's really one of the bigger uh, emphasis here in this universe is that it's important to have a symbol and have something to kind of represent peace and represent good in a time of chaos or in a time of um, of trying times, I guess. And I think it's also the show deals with balance. You know, I think you got to balance the the weight of, you know, the next Captain America, the mantle of that. Like, John Walker is getting a weird taste of that, and um, Sam, I think, will probably get a taste of that, or, you know, Bucky is hinting at maybe getting a taste of that as well, so... um, I think there's just a lot of balance that Bucky also has to balance with, you know, his nightmares and the Winter Soldier stuff, and and Sam, you know, they're kind of going towards the dealing with uh, a little bit of the racial tension in America as well, which I think is good because they're, they're not doing it in an overpowering aspect either, which I think is nice. Um, also another big picture type thing is that the repercussions that happen in prior MCU movies are resounding now. And a couple of those is like the civil war, uh, Bucky and Sam conversation about whether the Wakandans are right. You know, um, you think the, the, the Wakandans forgot <laughs> what you did to just, uh, King T'Chaka and stuff like that. Like, no, they didn't. And, uh, Steve, they have a little, uh, reference to Steve's little book that we've seen a couple times that, uh, Bucky has now that Steve is gone. 
but they kind of talk more about uh, some of the music that uh, Sam told Steve about, uh, especially I think it was what uh, trouble, <sighs> double trouble or trouble something or other by Marvin Gaye. I really should know. I should have wrote that down. But that's kind of the few things here. I just want to before I dive into the episode. So if I didn't say already, let's get it. So, oh yeah. I also want okay so I also want to tell you guys that I also kind of broke down a character kind of overview of what's happening with each character as well so I'm going to go into that too if you guys want to skip it skip ahead like a minute or two um, so for the episode Walker he's really getting more ugly and unworthy of the shield he's really not adjusting to becoming Captain America quite well and he's letting it get to his ego and he's also just uh, letting his morals slip and it's something that Steve wouldn't do um, so again we're seeing <laughs> uh, the mantle of, of Steve Rogers is something that you have to be powerful enough essentially to, to handle and I don't think John Walker is uh, the next character I got listed here is Zemo. Um, like he said, uh, like uh, like Bucky says, is that he is crazy, but he has a code. So he's kind of like uh, a lot of other villains. They're like, he's a terrible guy. He's evil, but he does have a code. Like He does have a line, wherever that is. Uh, the next thing I got is that he was also a baron, and he was super rich in royalty in Sokovia before, you know, Ultron slash the Avengers dropped Sokovia on itself, but whatever. Um, the Power Broker. I have a theory that I'm going to share at the end on who I think the Power Broker is, and a lot of just camera shots and a lot of... Uh, I don't know, just a lot of looks, too, like uh, facial looks and stuff, too. Just kind of give it away, and uh, I'll go over that later, too. Uh, Sharon Carter. Uh, she can't talk to her family. She's been on the run literally since Civil War when she stole Cap and then stole the wings to give to Sam to <laughs> save Bucky from Zemo, who are all in the same room when they meet. And so it's it's pretty humorous there, but, man... Dude, at the end of this episode, she unleashes some, like, Black Widow-style, like, kicking butt. She's literally taking out dudes so... I mean, she's literally knocking out dudes with a lead pipe to the face. She is stabbing people in the butt. She, <laughs> and she is, uh... She's, like, just throwing knives, like, precise. And, man, she's just... Oh, man. And then don't even get me started. Like, right after that happened... Bucky literally grabs a metal pole and just impales a dude or a chick or something. I think it was a chick, but I mean, literally just impales someone. And imagine something like that, you know, something super thick just going right through your the meat and your heart, essentially, man. Like, like, that chick's dying. So, it starts off the whole episode. I'm going to go to my episode... Uh, kind of synopsis slash notes throughout it here so this starts off with a commercial from the grc the global repatriation council and it cuts to walker 
as Captain America, who works for the GRC and is the symbol for it. And Walker blasts out of this scene by saying, Do you know who I am? Do you? Do you, punk? Well, no, John Walker. He does not care who you are. So we learn that uh, a lot of people don't care who he is and don't accept him for the new cap and just don't care about the symbol and what he's trying to become. Or what the GRC, I guess, is trying to become. Um, I guess that's the Flag Smashers. They don't like the GRC. They're probably rivals. Uh, Walker and Hoskins kind of talk about letting someone who has a better hand make the next move, and they're referring to, obviously, Sam and Bucky, who are probably not playing by the rules and, you know, being more lucky to get information that way. And so Walker is kind of suggesting, like, hey, we need to, like, go off the books. We need to switch it up because, man, we're not getting any results here by playing by the rules. So uh, the next thing I want to say is that Zemo, when he finally gets to meet with Bucky, is that he senses something that's still inside Bucky. Zemo does. And he still thinks that a little bit of the Winter Soldier is still inside of him. So, I mean, I don't know how how close that is to true, but I sure hope not, because I don't want to see him go back to his old ways, because Zuri did such a good job getting rid of that Winter Soldier out of his head. So, um, <laughs> I want to talk about <laughs> how funny it was for Bucky to be telling Sam about this huge hypothetical escape plan for Zemo and it's literally happening as he's describing it <laughs> but it's just funny I don't know and then the whole I don't like how casual you're being about this it's unnatural wait where are we <laughs> and then all of a sudden Zemo walks in he's like wait wait no 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 so uh, I don't know if you guys like the comedy I love the comedy of this show uh Zemo has no intention of letting his work as the winter of, of ending the Winter Soldier program go unfinished. So he hates Winter Soldiers and Super Soldiers just as much as the next guy, and so he's willing to help out. That's probably why the Winter Soldier, aka Bucky, knew why to go to Zemo. I still think Zemo is going to double cross them. He's just got that you know double cross vibe on him the whole time. He kind of does, but not against them directly in this episode, but we'll go over that later. Uh, so Bucky has to become the Winter Soldier again. At least pretend to. You know, just to fit in, because they're going to Madripoor. And before I get into Madripoor, Sam is going to be the Smiling Tiger, who... Um, I forgot the actual name of the Smiling Tiger... But the guy who plays the Smiling Tiger, um, in the in the in the comics, is an actual like bad guy villain, and so, um, yeah, I forgot who he's with. I think he's with a Thunderbolts or something like that. Something, some enemy team, anti Avenger team. So, um, we get an introduction to Madripoor, which in the comics is a popular haven for uh, stories including the X-Men. So, say what you will, but I'm hoping that this is just an even bigger hint, with the next hint I'm going to say, about 
X-Men, you know, are going to be coming pretty soon because the next shot we get in there, not directly next, but one of the shots is going to be a shot of a bar called the Princess Bar. And in the comics, that was a super popular bar that uh, and it was one of uh, Wolverine's top bars that he liked to go to. And so who knows if they would have went into that bar if Wolverine could have been in there. Because, again, Fox is now acquired by Disney. And X-Men will be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe at some point in the future. So, could this be hinting at Wolverine was next door when all this happened? Let us know in the comments. Or let me know, because I'm all by myself. Alright. See, I'm trying to be more energetic and more funny. Let me know if I'm doing okay. <laughs> uh, funny. Anyways. So I wanted to mention here too, let me know in the comments, but uh, what the heck when Bucky says a power broker, like I've been thinking the whole time that the power broker is a person, but Bucky says, oh no, like a, a power broker. So that makes me think that there's more than one because he's just the power broker of Madripoor. What if there's a power broker of, you know, this criminal area or whatever i'm on the speculation team speculation of more than one power broker so let me know in the comments if you disagree who else was super disgusted by what i think is the ickard of the snake or whatever the heck it was or maybe it was the stomach of the snake i don't know what it was but a uh, little uh bartender man cut up the snake and put some little sack thing and oh i don't know if you could pay me any amount of money to drink that. That was... <coughs> uh, uh, Bucky is or in, is ordered to defend Zemo. Well, I mean, he has to pretend to... This is a conundrum here. He has to pretend to, but actually beat the crap out of several people. So he's pretending to be someone he's not, but actually doing something that someone that he is not would be doing. Did you follow? <laughs> So, basically, essentially, we get uh, Sebastian Stan beating up a bunch of people in this scene. Then we meet Sharon Carter. And she is still on the run from stealing Cap's shield. And she's thriving here in Madripoor because Madripoor doesn't have any expedition or expedition or however you pronounce that word. Let me know in the comments. More, the more activity on our channel, the better. Come on, now. Come on! Um... Then Sharon kind of uh, bad talks the whole superpower life and is basically like, hey man, I don't care for superheroes. They didn't really save me when I was on the run like like they did you, Sam. You know, was and is on the run is two totally different things, am I right? So Sharon has no care for heroes and icons and what they stand for and acts like it's pretty much just bunch of mumbo jumbo and that's another hint for the end of the video speculation on who the power broker is <clears throat> so sam says that she, uh, he can get her name cleared which i don't know if i believe necessarily but i think so 
So then they find Dr. Nagel and talk to him about the serum, and Nagel doesn't refer to Isaiah as a human, but just a test subject, as he claims he was a god for being able to perfect such a serum. Um, so he nearly perfected the serum and made it an easier process, not needing any big uh, controls or nothing like that. And so he was almost there to perfect it for, I think it was the CIA and stuff like that, and then he was blipped. And then the power broker funded his creation when he got back, and he created 20 vials of a perfected super soldier serum. And so Carly Morgenthau stole those 20 and then we know that there's eight super soldiers on the loose, so there's 12 vials left. It's third grade, first, second grade math, right? Yeah. It's easy. I don't think... <laughs> Maybe I'll skip this note. <laughs> but how hot was Sharon Carter <laughs> when she was kicking all those butts, man? Oh my gosh. She was just lighting it up. Uh, Zemo shoots Dr. Nagel, and I'm going to tell you why, because I know it confused me at first, but then I thought about it for a while. Zemo shoots Dr. Nagel because he doesn't want any super soldier serum being made, even after this point. And so, I think Sam and Bucky... Because I kind of question, like, why weren't Sam and Bucky way more, like, pissed off that... They sh he shot him, and I think he they know that, like, oh, he shot him so that, you know, no more super soldier serum was being made, because the whole point of that mission was to stop it from being made, and so Zemo did, you know, the, the Sith way. He killed him, just straight up. Pop, pop. <laughs> pop, pop! <laughs> For anyone of my community friends. Ah, <laughs> uh, funny. Um... So, yeah, Bucky impales a dude, like I said earlier. Uh, Sharon splits. She's not having it. She is not going back to the States. She has to stay in Madripoor. And so she gets into the back of a car like she's some Mr. Big Deal and has some kind of assistant driver or whatever. And so, feeding into my theory about the Boa Broker, and uh, Bucky gets his revenge on Sam from the Civil War about not moving his seat up, which is another resounding implication from the past. And so I think that was pretty funny how uh, Bucky got to make Sam move this time. No, I'm not going to move my seat up. Uh, Bucky tells Sam that before Sam goes and destroys the shield, because Sam says, yes, I was wrong about wanting to get rid of the shield and just give it to John Locker, you know, in the museum. Bucky's like, bro, I'm going to take it for myself. And I think he was talking about, I'm going to take the mantle of Captain America because he said that John Walker couldn't do it. And so if Sam's just going to destroy the shield, Bucky's like, heck no, that shield means something to people, including me. I'm going to take up the mantle. So I think that's what we could. Oh, what if we get a Sam versus Bucky? Sam's going to now realize, oh, yeah, I want to be captain i'm you know understands the importance and the weight of it what if they butt heads about it hmm why they're both training who knows uh what's maybe why they're both training with the shield see who's better because they're both petty and uh teenage friendly kind of back and forth jibber jabber <laughs> so yeah maybe my theory my theories come true sometimes right chris remember 
yeah, Chris told me I was dead wrong about Vision not being able to exist outside of the Hex, but he was going to die, bro. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to be more funny. I'm sorry. Do you guys just want me to talk like this the whole time? Or should I just be weird and funny all the whole time? Maybe you'll just share with your friends and show how weird I am. So Carly has lost her mind, and Carly Margenthau, who are part of these Flag Smashers who are stealing the serum, and they were just stealing, they were originally stealing for a good cause, trying to help kids and stuff and people in these GRC camps that... uh, who have been neglected and stuff since the blip and trying to get things back to the way things were during the blip and all of a sudden she's not taking her car full of stuff and she's blows it up and kills the people from the grc camp that uh, were housing all this supplies and the, her friend that was with her that's also a super soldier was very surprised that <laughs> that she killed people or potentially and so I think that shows that Carly is going down a more evil path than the Flag Smashers were originally intended for. And that's giving more depth to the enemy of the enemies because I think there's multiple enemies and multiple teams instead of just like good versus evil. There's good versus okay versus not so good versus evil. You know what I mean? So it's more, way, more, way more complex, but on a more simpler scale like because wandavision was just all kinds of chaotic craziness and magic mumbo jumbo that i don't ever understand yet anyways then we get the final reveal the ending bucky gets to meet i'm gonna pronounce this wrong but io ao from wakanda and who is here for zemo gonna take him in or take him out i don't know um i don't know i think it's going to be quite intense we're getting a wakandan entrance slash feel of this series now so who knows what her role is going to be in the next episode because obviously her involvement in the show is going to be dealt with next episode and who knows how far she'll get us into the plot so i'm excited to find out for next week so let me know in the comments if you enjoyed this episode one more thing though william nagel was introduced during the Isaiah Bradley introduction comics way back when that was a thing. I remember what year, okay? Leave me alone. <sighs> well, I think I'm going to try to do it. Yeah, it's 22 minutes. I'm going to try to end it before 23 minutes. That's l- going to be too long for a single person. So um, please subscribe on YouTube for video versions of the podcast. And for audio versions of the podcast, subscribe to Apple and Spotify and spotify make it pop up on the screen yeah we'll do that then become a phantom knight on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok thank you guys so much and what should we do a sign out for marvel (laughs) just falcon (laughs) or or i'll come and punch the camera at the end yeah 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 watch watch ready Whoa!